Good morning. It's Friday. Welcome to the Grief Chat with Jill. And Deb. And wow, um, you know, your wife is sitting in the sunshine and I'm looking at the sunshine bounce off of, I don't know, a foot of snow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. And it's uh, warm enough to sit in the sunshine by you. And it is well, not for some warm people. Enough. It's 61 degrees outside. And that darling is just too darn cold here in California. I know it's not for you guys, but it is for me. Yeah. You know what? I just read on someone's post that they had to close some schools in Texas. Oh, yeah. The temperature's 35. And I go, who closes the school? When you're used to being outside, they have outdoor hallways. That's too cold for, they don't have good furnaces or anything. And so I am grateful for indoor warmth. That is what I want to say. And if I need extra, because we set the, we keep the house probably at 63, 62. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. No. And then if we need more warmth, uh, we have uh, two gas fireplaces. So No, no, no. I have heating blankets on the bed and on the couch. Wow. And one I can pull over me at my chair. Um so surgery has also made me more sensitive to cold. So I have to, yes. I'm, I'm cautious about that, but yeah, no, it's, we, we don't do cold here. It's going to be 42 tonight. It's been wow. in the thirties. We wow. were sitting in the fifties rock solid all of last week. Wow. And we've had high winds. They finally seem to have stopped. I'm afraid to say that out loud because they'll right. come back. Right. right, right. And you had a relative that went from the cold to out by you. My sister uh, Anne I, is here from Chicago. She arrived yeah. in the storm. And then she arrived here in high winds. And mm -hmm. uh, we had winds really high yesterday. And so finally, today's a pretty day. Wow. Yeah. wow. She's laughing at us, though, because I went outside. She came over to see me when she finally got here. My daughter picked her up. And I put on my heavy leather coat and my hat and my muffler to go next door. And she was in a t-shirt and a skirt. I yeah. Like, yeah. No, no. I, I, you know, our relatives look at us, our, our Floridian relatives and California relatives. Yeah. We look at them and we go, uh, and they look at us and they go, Ugh. But we love the look of the snow from here. <laughs> it's fun to watch. I had a second cousin who posted a fountain in her town in Michigan. And oh, yeah. all it was was, you know, was 20 ice. feet of ice. I know. And um, I thought, well, that's very pretty from here. I know. I know. Right. And I'm going to sort of lead into, because we've been talking about comfort. How right. do we comfort and hold ourselves? Well, I, I was reading along and Becky Crane is a friend of mine and I just sort of want to get back to it. And she, she writes, um, and she's on Facebook, Becky Crane. And every week she has a new theme about what she muses about and talks about. And because, um, she, we share, we share grandchildren because she is the mother of, of the grandkids mom. And so this, this week, it's about habit partnering. 
And she's, she started off saying children teach us a lot about habit partnering. And so she went on to say, um, she had the grandkids over at her house. Maybe this was a couple years ago and they all packed their jammies, things that were cozy to them and their favorite stuffed animal, things that make children feel secure and it's theirs and they get to take theirs, whatever theirs is, you know, stuffed animal or whatever to the different uh, parents' house and grandparents' house, just in case they need that self they need their cozy, that right. cozy. If anything gets, they could squeeze their pillow or whatever. And so Evie had, um, and still has a cloud pillow. And they got back home and she didn't have the cloud pillow. And so the grandpa, Dale, he, or Papa, they call him, he went all the way across town. It's probably a 15, 20 minute ride. Brought that what she needed for solace, for comfort. And then she he brought it all the way back and so becky went on and she was talking about this and i i said hmm self comfort solace you know and apparently there's a couple books out on it and i don't i don't know what the books are but i remember when my mom died and there was um and it wasn't just mom dying there were no parents so not only did I, did a parent die and I was dealing with that loss, but I was dealing with the I'm reality that I'm an orphan. There are no parents. I was feeling alone. You know, my husband at the time, he didn't, he didn't get it. Right. And then we have teenagers out in the house, young teenagers. They're certainly not going to get it. And I needed to do self-comfort. The only one that got it was my mother-in-law who told me of things she did in comfort. So I told her, because this is what I did, because I needed at night solace, comfort, self-comfort. And I got myself a teddy bear. Exactly. And I got myself, and I named the teddy bear doggy bear or dog bear you know sort of like uh what do they call smoky bear it's not smoky the bear it was dog bear and that's because it's god spelled backwards that's why i named it dog bear and much like a child i needed that comfort at night something to hold something that I could just say was a tangible, I'm not asking of a person comfort. And Jill, you and I many times have given permission, talked about what we've done in our own lives to give ourselves comfort at time of loss. And so I, I'm sharing with a studio audience that I, in fact, I bought myself and I was 41. And you know I went, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. When I am going to a funeral and I know there are going to be small people there, small mm -hmm. as in under 25, 
Mm-hmm. I will, if I can make myself find time, I will stop and pick up, you know, a mm-hmm. teddy bear or a small creature. I like the ones now with the big eyes that are super soft, but I pick up something for each one of them, no mm-hmm. names on them. And I just leave them on the pews mm-hmm. where they're going to mm-hmm. be sitting because the natural inclination is to pick it up and hold it tight to your chest. Right. Which is right. what they do. Right. That that's normal. What's funny is to watch adults go through and try and pick them up and I take them. Like, this shouldn't that. be here. Like, I, you no, know, it should be there. That's that's the beauty of well, remember those days when we could touch a whole bunch of stuff, not worry about COVID getting on it. Um but I also do that when people have a loss due to cancer. And, and I'll tell you what I do. I, sometimes I want to see a tangible feeling. So I have been known when people have whatever their cancer is to uh, send an ugly little uh, critter about that high, maybe three inches high. They're called uglies or I don't know where I get them. And because if you're feeling ugly, you might as well see the ugly. So it sort of makes them smile that I'm trying to project a feeling out there. Much like with teddy bears, you project a feeling, a tangible feeling of comfort and the ability to hug something close. You find solace in different things. So I I just, if anybody in our listening audience, what do you healthily, I don't know if that's a word, uh, find solace in? Because what happens is as adults, we look for that solace in food, in booze, in drugs, in in, uh, excessive spending, when maybe you just need to be hugging a teddy bear or a dog bear or a kitty cat or what is it that you would need? So um, the other thing I, I reminded someone last week who had whose husband had died and this gentleman that called me was still really... <laughs> Ian says biscotti. Yeah, that goes into the food category, Ian. And that's okay. And that's okay because to be fair, he put that up before you categorize it to small and huggy. Yes. (laughs) Um, I had, I said, are there any shirts that your husband had? Why don't you put that on a pillow? Right. And hug that. And he was sort of like, really? I could do that? It's not weird? And I go, no. A lot Super of people common. Do. There are people who are special, who specialize in those. They specialize in making beautiful pillows out of that person's tie. But sometimes, you know, like when Daryl is traveling or was traveling without me, I just put his pillows underneath the cover just so I have that feeling that if I'm going right. to roll up against something, He's there. Which is and something that, that when their intimate partner is lost, there is that I don't have that person to reach over to. That's right. right. So my friend Haiping made me a pillow out of Casper's favorite Hawaiian shirt. Yes. And um, it's still out. It's mm-hmm. The dogs are now carrying it around sometimes. I just steal it back <laughs> from them. But 
you know, I sat in the, the funeral for my first wife, um, Linda, many years ago now. And um, I was up in the front and I had all the kids. I'm not sure how, but I had the nieces and nephews and my kids and me. And then Kelsey had brought the big green frog that we had sent from Hammocker Schlemmer oh, many yeah. years ago. Is that the one? The, the big toy store. Right. Oh, right. No, FAO the, Schwartz. We were told when the kids were little, we had to send small presents, which was a direct throwdown challenge. <laughs> so we got a six foot green stuffed frog <laughs> in addition to a blow up saucer that filled the living room that they could grab onto with their friends, run around and ride. Cause you know, and Kelsey showed up at the service with this frog. And oh. I remember not being able to grab all the kids, but I remember the frog laying across all of us. Yes. And providing that sense of comfort. Yes. yes. It's important. You know, uh, my husband, this is going to sound really weird. No, it won't. Not on our show. So my husband bought me a new robe and for Christmas. It was shorter, but I said, I, I really appreciate it. it's warm and cuddly and fuzzy. He said, well, your other one was getting pretty ratty. And I said, yeah. It's got a lot of my vibes. It's got the coffee vibes. It's got the morning vibes. And you know what? If I die, maybe my daughter wants this so she can have that kind of comfort of my stuff. And he's like, because You're he weird. never wore <laughs> any of his father's clothes or anything right. like that, where I still have parts of my mom's clothes that I put on. I need a little uh, Shirley vibe, you know? And that's a very common way for people to stay in touch. That's right. It and really so, is. And so I'm just thinking my daughter's going to want, and the history is my neighbor who was very thin at the time. She got this robe. It was too big for her. That was like 15, 18 years ago when I just want to throw this out there because it's totally, it is something. We have Naked Snow Angel Club out here. So when oh my I God. Neighbors, we do it sometimes individually. Uh, my neighbor and I will do it collectively and then have a very hot beverage of our choice. I hope and, so. And then we have made Naked Snow Angels forever. So if anybody of our listening audience does make one, I'll send you a certificate. <laughs> and so that's where that robe comes from all those years ago. You know, we've been in the house 28 years. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I say you got to have something comfy. When I had surgery recently, my um, friend Debbie Jenkins Frankel, who has, who's also a grief therapist, um, sent me two homemade um, pillows scented mm -hmm. with lavender with rice in them to be heated. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Aren't what those a huge blessing. But they're so, they're soft and they're kind of slippery and they're warm and they're cuddly. Anything like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. lavender, of course, brings back memories for lots of people of various kinds of, of mm -hmm. comfort and whatnot. So the more we can do, Steve says he holds Harrell's Renaissance specs. 
What are Renaissance specs? Arel very much liked unique glasses. So he would buy antique, he bought antique glasses. Like glasses like these? Mm -hmm. But antique oh. ones and then had them fitted with his prescription. Wow. Very cool. It tells you a lot about. His, yeah. He yeah. always looked like an Oxford English professor. Mm. To my mind. Right. Like that's the great. sweater and the this and the that, but mm -hmm. the specs. Mm -hmm. But that's a that's a connection, right? Right, right. And we should yeah. foster those connections. So what can we do when we don't have a tangible? I'm just gonna call it a tangible from a loved one. What can you do for like creating something or holding something or buying something. Like I, I didn't dress the teddy bear in my mom's clothes. I just bought myself something that I could say, this is mine. I mean, what, what would I have I a dear friend, do? Mari, who died. Um, and actually we live in the house that she and her wife, Linda owned. We bought it from Linda. Um, and she was a pen, a fountain pen aficionado. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I learned to like fountain pens from her, although I'm kind of a mess sometimes if I'm not careful. <laughs> and so if I'm, if I'm having a particular Mari moment, I'll pull out one of my fountain pens with a peacock blue yes. cartridge. And, and it brings Mari back into the room for me and her smile and her laughter. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. There's all kinds of ways you can do that. We have, I have what I affectionately call the dead people and dead cat cabinet. And I'm impressed that you consolidate. I mean, I've got a dead pet cabinet where everybody is, but I, I don't have things in there. Just that. And their well, paw shelves have mementos and I have two mementos of my dad, and he died in 1970. One, my dad was a glazer, and um, he would cut glass. So he had right. tons of these. And really, I don't have that many mementos from my father from 1970, right? So I can hold this and just imagine or feel that he held this. And another thing is he was a very horrible harmonica player. <laughs> I have a harmonica there. My mom was uh, very good and she played at state tournaments and she was a uh, ping pong table tennis person. And so I have her table tennis she liked the sandpaper kind, not the kind with the rubber or the silicone or whatever. And so I have that. But if you don't even have that, is there music that so-and-so loved to listen to? Or I was talking with someone today about the type of humor my parents appropriately or inappropriately we listened to back in the day in the 60s it was lenny bruce did you listen to tom lehrer music 
Oh, I have all his CDs. Okay, there you go. That was I us. have all his CDs, all of them. But we listen to um, all different types of humor albums. Back then it was vinyl, right? And so uh, when you're in love, the whole world's Jewish, Mom's Mabley, Lenny Bruce, uh, other comedians back then, Shecky Green. I mean, so these are, are your connections. They're connections for providing that solace of memory to your heart. You know, yeah. uh, my mom never made chicken soup, right? That I mean, once in a while. I thought that was required to get your card. Mom didn't make chicken soup. She made it occasionally. <laughs> I learned from other people. But she made this one thing. It was you lay pieces of chicken on rice. Or you line your pan with, um, with tin foil. You lay, you pour some rice out there. You put chicken on top of it. And then it has to be cream of mushroom soup. And you cover it all over and you bake it. And that's was, uh, I, you know, when I learned Spanish, arroz con pollo. So chicken with rice. And I loved it. And for whatever boyfriend I was bringing home at the time, she made it. And, you know, when I have that, it's, it just reminds me of my mom and uh, tons of other memories. And that gives me comfort, you yep. know. I modify that with um, cream of chicken soup. Cream of chicken soup. Oh, not cream of mushroom. Cream of chicken. <laughs> I can't have cream of mushroom anymore because of the mushroom pieces. But cream of chicken is pretty darn good. Cream of chicken. Yeah, I, I had the unfortunate experience of going to a mushroom cave once upon a time. And oh. I don't eat mushrooms. <laughs> I suppose if I got one of those little growing trees that sits in your kitchen window, <laughs> if I had a window big enough, I could do that. But no, oh. not if it's coming from a mushroom cave. That's not oh, that's funny. That's no. funny. But yes, food is a great connection. Um, and, you know, there's also folks who have, you know, that picture, that iconic picture of their loved ones. And now they're doing recreations with themselves at the same age in the same spot or in the same pose and putting them side oh, by yeah, side yeah, yeah, and making duo pictures like same thing as siblings are doing here's their childhood picture and then they all line up in the same positions mm -hmm. as adults and yeah, yeah, take yeah. the picture it's that it's that reconnection that says that was then this is now we're still here we're still connected mm -hmm. right you know there as you're talking I'm Reminded of a book by Madeline LaEngle called A Wrinkle in Time. Mm -hmm. And when, when you and I are talking about reconnections to the past and it's linear, right? Whether you're wearing an article clothing, you're giving comfort through a cloud pillow like my granddaughter or dog bear, or you're eating biscotti or whatever, you're actually taking that time and folding it. It's called tesseract. So you take the linear and you move it to, you just sort of fold it 
like that, like a piece of paper, so that it's just a little bit over here and a little over here, and it doesn't feel so long in, it doesn't feel so long ago. You're sort of folding time, so you can feel it then. And, you know, during times when it's, when it's cold out emotionally or physically, that, or spiritually, you want that reconnection. That's that, why red soup and grilled cheese sandwiches when it's rainy outside. That's right. That's universal here in the States. That's right. That's right. Because right. that reminds you of a feeling, emotion. It's a sense memory. Just like you and I are talking about um, the food, right? I'm talking about a roast con pollo. You're talking about grilled cheese and tomato something. And <laughs> tomato, tomato soup. Tomato soup. soup. Campbell's tomato soup made with water, not with milk. Right. Yeah, made with milk, not with water over here. I know, but a lot of people <laughs> yes. make it with water and it's sort of yeah. like so <laughs> I know, but if you didn't have milk, you used water. You made water, right? That's right. That's right. So I I just I think it's important for everyone, whatever that loss to, you know, our pets, people take collars and put them around a uh, food dish that was theirs or a little pot. Or and a then vase. Say again. Or a vase. Or a vase. Oh, Steve says we crocheted Afghans together and I still have the parts we did together for another one. That's another connection. It I Absolutely. Absolutely. Is. That is beautiful. And... You don't want anybody to take those parts away. Just like right. that is no different than my husband saying, your bathrobe is ratty. I know. I love it that way. I want those imperfect things because mm -hmm. it's that connection that gives me solace. Right? Right. right. My brother-in-law was watching videos from a place called Quartzsite, Arizona, which is it's well known here on the West Coast. It's a place that it's out in the middle of the desert. It's got lots of Bureau of Land Management land. Um, they have big things like uh, RV get togethers. Quartzsite for me as a child was where we went for rock shows, which was literally mm -hmm. a bunch of people who picked up rocks everywhere and then they put them out on tables and they would trade. And, you know, the jeweler was there with the basic settings that you could purchase and Everyone did their lapidary. And the best part for me was the ladies who made lemon meringue pie for a quarter. Right? Now that was rocking awesome. And they pulled out the, the shades from the side of their, um, we didn't have RVs in those days. We had campers, right? Mm -hmm. There was none of this luxury RV thing. And, <laughs> you know, it was that wrinkle in time. Now it's got million dollar RVs. For me, it was much smaller, much quieter. Not all the big toys. Nobody had sand rails which you probably don't have back East, but we're in the Midwest, but we have sand rails here, which are hundred thousand dollar vehicles. People get into to ride around on sand dunes. And uh, um, yeah, nope. no, we, no, they destroyed the environment, but they're very popular. 
so um and yes that was a political statement folks um <laughs> but it for me it was that wrinkle in time there's quartzite right yes. and at my mom's house my dad's um rocks that we picked up all over the countryside in every dry washer there and those are my connections they're not warm they're not fuzzy they do warm up when you hold them in your hand and i can remember his hand folded around those same rocks it doesn't have to be anything in particular it can just be a memory folks it's right. what connects us to those who are not here physically but are still very much here with us and will never leave us that's in right. so many ways that's right it's healthy grief and it's not grief so much as it is remembering and having finished that relationship but keeping them close yes and mm -hmm. um you know, during these times when I don't get to see grandchildren, you know what? I have their artwork that I am still, you know, whether it was a Christmas tree that was made with green rice on styrofoam balls. I put that up this year. My granddaughter, who we haven't seen, I put it up. I mean, she's 11. I don't care that she made it when she was nine. Right. It was in the Christmas box. It's going up on the mantle. Yes. Right. We <laughs> keep them close that way. Exactly. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, if you're not willing to do it for yourself, please, I'm asking our audience, please have um compassion for those that want to do it for them right you know so many times and I, my mom wasn't sentimental quite like that although there were a few things we found first of all i got the lamps that her mom had and these were still covered in plastic right oh my gosh. The lampshades when i got them but, you know, it was nothing for mom to say, well, throw that shmata out. Shmata means rag, right? What do you have the shmata for? Get rid of it. And I'm like, no, it was so-and-so's. So it, it, there's things you just allow yourself the grace to hold on to some things. It doesn't have to be everything. Don't move the whole house into your garage, folks. It's not good for anybody, especially no, you. Sell it. If you can get money for it, sell it already. And um, But allow yourself the grace to hang on, hold, feel, sense, eat, smell, whatever it is that takes from one time period to another time period and let right. you be there just for a moment. How can you take solace in, 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 how can you create solace with a memory? Create solace for yourself. So. Get into your head and find those memories and hold on tight and let yourself sit with them. Let yourself go there. Mm -hmm. Give yourself five minutes and come back out. It will make you feel refreshed. Mm -hmm. It will make you feel relaxed. You will realize that connection is still there. And you might find that tender spot inside your heart. You, it would not surprise anybody if you didn't like go 
and have a tear roll down your face just automatically. Right. Just from that memory, because, you know, uh, my friend Steve Wilson says, when the heart is full, the eyes leak, the eyes overflow. So let yourself have Perfect. an overflow moment. All righty. And we will see everybody back here next Friday, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, and 1 o'clock. Yes. We're going to hope for uh, better weather across the U.S. Mm -hmm. If you are freezing somewhere, our hearts really do go out to you and Deb, yeah. mind you. Um, and uh, the rest of us need to be grateful for what we've got. And because um, we know we've got some coming sometime later in the year. We'll see everybody next week. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>